I'm Cody Daigle-Oriens, and you're listening to Bearded Fruit. Hi, I'm Cody Daigle-Oriens, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Bearded Fruit Podcast, a podcast in search of creative queerness. So since this is our coming out as a queer podcast, we thought the perfect day to launch our show would be today, National Coming Out Day. Since 1988, when the event was founded by Robert Eichberg, National Coming Out Day has helped thousands of queer people announce their truths to their friends and families, allowing them to step out of the closet and into the world. Well, the world that queer people step into today is radically different from the one that I stepped into in 1994, which was the year I came out. Today, marriage equality is a reality for every queer person in the country. Positive portrayals of queer people are visible throughout the mainstream media. Celebrity coming out stories are no longer the surprising, career-altering events they used to be, unless they're altering a career towards the positive. And while we still have a long way to go in providing spaces for all of the members of our LGBT community, we are more embracing of queer people than we've ever been. So what's it like to be young and gay and newly out of the closet? That's what I asked today's guest, Connor Hovey. Connor came out of the closet just over a year ago, and we talked about what it's like to come out in the world as we know it. Connor's voice is an optimistic one, and I think his story proves that although we haven't reached the finish line in this fight, we've cleared an increasingly safe space for Connor and others like him. Connor Hovey on Bearded Fruit. So let's start uh, t- telling us a little bit about about you and your background, where you come from, what do you do. Tell us about you. Uh, I'm Connor. Hi. <laughs> I'm 22. Uh, I've lived in Western Mass my entire life. Um, for right now, I'm working two part-time jobs, one at Newberry Comics and the other one at a Rocky's Ace Hardware store. They suck. They're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> They're terrible. But... So- I'm going back to school in the spring. Awesome. For? For environmental science. And I want to be part of like a town planning committee to try to convert whatever town I'm working for to straight up solar and wind energy. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And so where, where in Mass did you grow up? West Springfield. West Springfield. Yeah. Okay. I've lived there for uh, 19 years. I lived in East Windsor, Connecticut for like three, but obviously I don't remember that because mm-hmm. I was three when I moved. Also. Awesome. So, um, you know, like we're, we're, the thing that we're focusing on talking about today is uh, is coming out, and I wanted to get you to talk a little bit first about sort of your experience of coming to become aware of being gay and the kind of when you know moment. What was that like for you? Um, I've known for a long time. I've known since I was 12. Um, I guess it's just one of those things where it didn't just hit me like a brick like it does with everyone else. I from what I gather, because it seems like everyone has those moments. I think it was just gradual over time where you just notice little things here and there. Like you find the same sex more and more attractive little by little. And that was really it. It wasn't like a huge defining moment for me. And so being 12 and sort of realizing that there's this difference in you, what what is it like for a little 12-year-old? Oh, my God. It's horrifying. It's horrifying. Because 
even you know when you're at family gatherings you know and everyone around the family table is talking and then out of nowhere the whole topic of uh the lgbt community comes up and everyone gets really like freaked out and they're like that's disgusting that's what happened in my family anyway i feel like everyone was super against it and hearing that when i was young and knowing that i was part of that community it was very horrifying and uh it led to a little bit of what contributed to my anxiety growing up. Now, did you grow up in a religious family? Um, I was forced to go to church when I was younger. Um, from a really young age, I knew that religion was not for me. I wasn't. I didn't believe in any of that. But I was forced to go anyway by my parents. I think it's it, it's religion. I think it was religion, and I also think it's because my family's super conservative in their values. They're all like they're all military guys, and they've all been to West Point or whatever. Um, there's this general fear of what they don't know. So they kind of express that that way. Later on down the line, when I was like 16, 17, they stopped, they stopped caring. They were like, you just do what you want. Tell me a little bit about what your coming out experience was like. Uh, I was, I was dating my ex at the time for six months before I even came out. It was still kind of relatively secret to me. Um, and one day, he was just like, well, you should just tell people because it's getting a little ridiculous. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I will. And it's just one of those things where you just have to do it and that's it. And I did and I just got a huge overwhelming support from people that I never would have expected. I got like Facebook messages flowing in, texts, phone calls that same day, just constant support. And it was mind blowing. I wasn't expecting that at all. What was your family response? Um, my mom said she had known for a while but didn't say anything for fear of me sparking my anxiety. Um, my dad was okay with it, I guess. Um, I still think there's a little bit of residual, just not knowing what's going on, so he's a little skeptical. Um, my older brother was really mad about it at first, and then he kind of rationalized it a day later and was like, yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> my little brother was totally fine with it too. So it was surprising, you know. I guess from, from my vantage point, being a lot older than you and having been out for such a long time and seeing the world change so much over the past 20 years since I came out, um, it seems like I would imagine that coming out would just be a breeze and you would just do it and it, was, it would be fine because it's a gay old world out there and everything is, is fine. Where do you feel like those, those messages of, uh, those fearful messages came from in you? What were you particularly afraid of? I think when I was growing up, I had, I had very few friends and I had very few people I could talk to about things. Um, I felt like if I had released something like that, that I would have just lost all contact. I think that's my big fear is that because I have so little people in my life I can actually confide in and talk to, if something like that were to trigger them and be like, oh no, we don't want to hang out with them anymore. I have a lot of, I have a lot of straight male friends and it was surprising to see that they were all just super all right with it and still want to hang out with me on a daily basis. I thought it was just going to be just completely cut off all ties and that's it. Were you getting the message that um, like the gay is bad message from the people that were around you before or, you know, or is it just kind of like the general guy ribbing stuff that goes on? It was, it was a little bit of the latter. And then I also thought because my family felt that way and they, they had openly expressed it when I was younger, I thought that was just the law of the land, I guess. I thought everyone felt that way. It's interesting to me that you could be 
coming out in like in 2014 in this world where you know marriage equality for everybody was really just less than a year away from you and you're living in this world where it's overwhelmingly positive all these 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 very like positive messages about being gay and acceptance that there's still this fear that you're going to be rejected do you have friends that had have those sorts of stories? Did you hear those kind of stories from other people around you? Um, not from people directly associating with me, um, but I'm active on Tumblr and I see these posts all the time, all the time about how their families reject them because they're gay or bisexual or transgender. It's crazy that someone can actually deal with that and be okay with it. You know, it's So I'm curious, what it, what is it like to be a young gay person in this world where now marriage is always going to be a possibility for you? Um, you're living in this world where there's an overwhelmingly positive uh, message in the in the mainstream culture about what it, about being gay that it's okay. How does that feel for you in terms of your the possibilities for your life and where being gay fits in for you? I know for a lot of people in my generation, it's a huge defining thing. Gayness was monumentally important because it was terrifying and possibly you would lose all your friends and you could lose your job. Well, you could still you could, but you could lose your job. And um, how do you feel about your prospects in the world and where gay will fit in for you? in this in this world i feel like when i was younger it was kind of holding me back from things um like i was telling you earlier it it definitely contributed to part of my anxiety my constant anxiety and um now that i'm out and now it's the the positivity is just insanely overwhelming uh now i feel like i can actually live i guess in my mind it's never been uh, a huge huge stopping point it's a lot easier now, and the fact that people are more accepting and now that it's just out in the open and everything, and everyone's all right with it, I feel like it'll be a lot easier for me. I think what, what, why I was really excited about just getting a chance to talk to you is because I, I know like it took me a really long time to get to a place where I could make sense of what being gay meant for me as a person, and it always felt like being gay was this thing I this like full-time job I had to do while I was trying to be this other person because there there was so much challenge in terms of being open and being out in the world um when you think about yourself and you think about who you are as a person how does your your gayness or your queerness fit into how you see yourself I think it's just another part of me. I don't I don't think it's truly now, I guess anyway, it's not insanely life defining, if that makes sense. I feel it's just one thing that I've I have to deal with and that's that's it. And it's not even like I'm dealing with it. It's just who I am and if people accept it, great. If they don't, oh well. I hope I like I that's what I always hope that it will it would become. Where you could you get to this place where um, it's just another thing about you. You know, I like, I like rap. I'm gay. I like mac and cheese. Yeah. That would be, um, That's literally me. That's, <laughs> that's literally me. 
Uh, that sounds perfect. <laughs> um, may all, everyone should be that guy. Everyone should be about rap and mac and cheese. Being a young person looking at um, looking at how gay positive the world is uh, right now, where do you see yourself making more positive changes as an open gay person in the world? Where do you want to do the good work for the people who are not in your position, who are still in the closet, who are still struggling with those questions and those issues? It's funny that you said that because actually just recently, a couple weeks ago, uh, I posted a Facebook status about how I've been out for a year and encouraging everyone if they're in that position to do it because it's, it's the biggest demon in your closet and you don't want to hold that. I had an overwhelming amount of people messaging me, telling me that they were going to come out that day. And I saw, no joke, probably like seven or eight coming out statuses on Facebook. It's crazy. It's crazy. And to think that just me, you know, just some 22-year-old kid is empowering these people to do that and feel okay and have some sense of normalcy, it's great. It's an interesting thing to, to be at the place I am in my life. I am almost 40, and I'm 20 years removed from being gay. So you're really like another gay generation. You're the generation that follows me. And I'm, I'm interested to hear about what your interactions are with the people of my generation. In this year that you've been out, what have those interactions been like? What do you, what do you guys think of us? That's something I've never really thought of. I do think it's really cool that the, the past generation before me did pave the way uh, for us to, to be more comfortable with it. Because if, if the generation before me never, never said anything or just kind of took it for the way it was back in the 80s and the 90s, it would still be a really messed up thing to come out. You know, um, I think that's, that's the most important thing. Science shows and like studies show that a lot of LGBT youth have suicidal tendencies. It, it, it's terrible. And now I think there's, there's less and less of that because it's more out in the open and it's now being talked about in politics and it's now being talked about as just a general topic. It's not shunned by the general public. And that's nice because no LGBT anyone should have to deal with suicide or depression or anxiety just over something they can't control. Um, one thing that I notice a lot is that your generation is not just gay positive, but you're also much better at social justice than we are. That there's a real sense of justice being necessary, not just for the gay community, but also in terms of misogyny and the transgender community and for race. And um, I would... I would love to hear you talk about that a little bit and, and how you see your individual experience as a gay person connecting to these other social justice struggles and issues. My generation is astounding in that regard. Astounding. I think our generation is really good at not just saying things. I think they're really good at actually taking action against them. The amount of things I've seen on the internet of, uh, you know, someone spewing the word faggot or someone spewing the N word or, or someone just uh, demoralizing women on the internet. 
the amount of support that I've seen from people of my generation in support of the victim in that situation is mind blowing. It's more often than not that I see support rather than agreeing. And I think that's really cool. It's um, what, and it, I have become uh, kind of like a jerk on Facebook sometimes for these things, but um, the guys who are my age, I notice, are very articulate about gay issues, but really fail when it comes to the other ones. They really fail when, you know, they'll, they'll very pro-equality, but they will also be completely casually racist or completely casually misogynistic. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's definitely a generational thing. I think you, you're, and I think it has a lot to do with your generation's social media world creation. Like the, 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 it's particularly Tumblr. I feel like Tumblr is this incredibly social justice focused place um, with a lot of very excitable young people, sometimes being kind of annoying, but also sometimes being really engaged and, um, and powerful. I wonder if you could talk a little about that, like how, how your queer community isn't just your community, the community of people that you're around, but your online queer community. Because I know there's a, you get to spend a lot of time engaging with other queer people online. Yeah. What is that experience like to have a, 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 a digital queer community? Without, without online presence, I guess I wouldn't have the amount of gay friends that I do. Uh, I wouldn't have interactions with other gay guys like I do. Tumblr especially is mind-blowing in the fact that anyone can just search, even just like gay in the top, and pick anyone in that list, follow them based on their interests, and then discuss whatever, even if it's something, even if they're not out yet, and they can just vent to someone. I guess they're less, less anxiety over a computer screen because you're not face-to-face -face with someone. Um, I think that's the big deal, is that because you're over a computer screen, you don't have to express these emotions that make you feel vulnerable, vulnerable I guess. Um, I think that's the big thing, is that people feel like they're vulnerable, and over a computer screen, you don't have to show that. It's really cool. I've met a lot of really, really interesting people on Tumblr who I talk to on a regular basis now. It's really cool just hearing their stories, and it's really cool just talking to them, making sure everything's okay. It's really nice to have that second set of ears that may not be in your personal life, but someone that genuinely cares like they are in your personal life. I guess, I guess that's the really, really cool thing about Tumblr. Did you, when you were that pre-coming out uh, middle schooler, that 12-year-old, 13-year-old, were you finding connections with other gay people online? Personally, I was not. I, I kept it under wraps as long as I could. Um, I think from my, from my fear of, especially in my, in my town, I feel like everyone knew who I was. Everyone knew who my family was. And I didn't want anything being relayed back um, and being outed by someone else because that's not fair. Like being outed by someone else is the worst thing ever. I, th you know, I, I think about how hard it was for me as an 18-year-old in 1994, where you live, there's no access to other people unless they're living in the world with you. I mean, we had we had AOL, but that is embarrassing to even admit that we had. <laughs> um, but you know I think about if, if I was coming out today 
Yeah, that access to all of those, all of those voices and all of those people, that sense of community that you don't have to find, go out and try to find a person, which is incredibly difficult in, in, in small towns like I grew up in or, um, or communities where it's less than favorable for gay people. To find people to be supportive, you can just get on the computer and find those positive voices to keep you grounded and it's instantaneous. Yeah. That's the big deal. It's, it's instantaneous and you don't have to wait for someone to listen to what you have to say. There's always someone online on Tumblr because it's a, it's a world thing. It doesn't matter if they're from the United States or from, I have, I have friends I talk to from England. I have friends I talk to from China on there. Are you feeling like you're having positive impact on, on other gay guys in your, or gay people, it doesn't have to be just gay guys. Um, other gay people in your generation now that you're out? I think so. I think from, this is from what I've heard from several people. They've, they've told me that I've kind of released the whole stigma of the, the typical gay guy, I guess. Um, most of the people I, I came out to and I talked to about it, they had no idea and they were floored and they, they kind of got really emotional about it and they were, they were just wondering how I could I can go for so long without saying anything, and um, I think it, it makes people think twice about, you know, what they say around people or how to handle a situation like that. I think there's a lot more. I think for me personally, when I came out, a lot of people in my, I guess in my Facebook realm, have become more open and conscientious that it could it could be literally anyone. Uh, his name is Chris, and he's he's a couple years older than me. Um, when we were friends for a really long time, like probably when I was, oh gee, uh, 13 or 14, uh, we've been friends for a good amount of time before I came out, probably seven years. That seven's a fair number, sure. And then when I came out, it's like nothing changed, which was awesome because he was one of the uh, people I was most scared to tell because I didn't want him to be really freaked out. And it's really funny because he doesn't, he doesn't change at all. He he's still now what he'll do is he'll he'll just like fake grope me or like you know things like that and it's it's nice that someone can be open and fun about that stuff and not have to feel like people are going to judge them for being gay and, and that's that's really cool and I, I feel like that's sort of a side benefit of having so much visibility in the in our mainstream culture with about gay people and not only has it helped gay people like us be out and open but i think it's also helped straight guys or and straight people in general who would otherwise have been uncomfortable with it find a level of comfort so that they can have those rad friendships with with um with with gay friends that they may not have had otherwise there's definitely no awkwardness on his end at all and that's really nice i think our generation has done a really good job perpetuating that it's okay and that the average gay male isn't, it could be a heavily tattooed guy with a beard, and it's okay. No, it's very okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I advocate. <laughs> uh, I 100% advocate for that. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, I wanted to, to talk a little bit, too, about those people for whom it's still sort of a struggle. I mean, even though we are in this very positive place, and marriage equality is a reality, and it, it, we're in this place where it feels like, yeah, we've made it. The war is won. We're, we're there. We still have 
huge numbers of gay kids killing themselves and living in the closet. And we still have, we're, we're, there's still a long way to go. What do you think we can do from your vantage point? What, what do we do? What do we do to help those kids who are where you are or a little behind where you are? I think we just need to be more open about it. And from, from what I've experienced, me saying that me coming out has, has released this demon that's been trapped in my mind for so long. I feel like something like that would be enough impetus to get people to do it. Because, you know, if I've had this in my head for 10 years or so before I came out and it, it ate away at me for a really long time, I don't, I would hope that other people wouldn't want that to happen. I know it's still reality that it's going to happen. Um, I just think we need to discuss it more. I, I feel like it's never over. I, I, I agree. I think that um, there is so little standing in the way of just living a life. We forget that there's still we still have to get out there and talk about it. We still have to get out there and come out publicly and be out and express that it's okay all the time because it serves to help the people who are not where we are yet. Um, I think there's a, there's a, there's a, a degree of complacency in gay men of my generation thinking that, you know, oh, we're good. We're good. So it's good. Right. And, um, I, I, I just don't think that's, um, that's healthy or good no. for us. And that's funny because, um, even in the, in the music industry, a lot of, a lot of bands I listen to are speaking out about it and they're even mentioning it in their songs. And. There's this one band I listen to, I don't know if you're familiar with them, called Paris. Mm. They're from Lowell. And um, the, the lead singer is a gay woman, and she's 21 years old, and she actually went and talked to Alternative Press Magazine about her experiences as a gay woman in the music industry. And for a 21-year-old, it was astounding, her response. She said that we, we need to talk about it, because... No one else did when she was growing up in the music industry. So she didn't have anyone to look up to. And she said, everyone needs someone to be a role model for them. And she said, if I can do that for someone, the game has changed. And she goes, if, and if that keeps happening, if that's being perpetuated, these problems might go away. These kids might not fear, have a general fear for their life even about it. Do you see yourself being one of those people? I would like to be. I think I'm starting on the right foot. I think I'm on my way there. I think there's still a lot to do. I think there's a lot for all of us to do. But as long as we keep talking about it, we'll get it done. So so people are going to hear this on um, National Coming Out Day. So here's your, here's your big moment. <laughs> it's National Coming Out Day, and there's someone out there listening who is struggling with the question that you struggled with a year ago. How do I come out? Should I come out? Is it worth it? What do you say to that kid? It's absolutely worth it to come out. Don't have any second thoughts about it. For me, it saved my life. I was in a period of constant anxiety and depression, and I had consistent suicidal thoughts growing up as a kid because of it, and no one should have to live that way at all. So do not doubt anything. Do it. You will have constant support from people. And the people that don't support you, you don't need them in your life anyway.
thank you for listening to the Bearded Fruit Podcast. To find out more about Bearded Fruit, find us on Facebook at Bearded Fruit or visit us on the web at www.beardedfruit.com.